Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on uh, page Tuf Mem Gimel, uh, beginning the uh, second paragraph. We just finished this little bit of a segment uh, at the top last time. Um, and the discussion has been a difficult one. The, the mimer has taken us into the concept of the oil, of bittel, the avida ultimately of the eved poshut, uh, and the necessity um, of, of barriers, the necessity of darkness, the necessity of uh, obstruction. Uh, because without barriers, darkness, and obstruction, there is no Yigiyah. Yigiyah is not required. If it's a walk in the park, well, it may be very beautiful, and one may uh, achieve a lot and, and feel good and learn a lot, even learn a lot, uh, but that's not the idea of creating something brand new. To create something new of yourself and of the world comes only through Yigiyah, but not, not just plain Yigiyah, not the kind of Yigiyah where something's a little bit difficult, so you have a tough time with it, a little bit, some hardships, some obstacles. The kind of Yagiyah where a person actually loses himself, like the seed loses itself before it becomes the wheat. Um, and that type of Yagiyah and that type of exertion and effort uh, is a product of the Chede Tzadas, which has brought into the world the concept of the Avait of Birurim, which is really what we're talking about. Um, and it's this uh, tremendous exertion, this this. Uh, darkness brought about by the, the concept of Klippa, the introduction of Klippa into the world, Klippa Snoig in, in particular, that's what we're talking about now, um, that, that really uh, requires uh, uh, an effort which is almost superhuman. And the only reason we say it's not superhuman is because uh, they're describing someone who does it. Now, mind you, these people are few and far between, and I've indicated a number of times that we do not have anyone in mind when we use the example of the Evid Pajit, the Evid Nemon. It's not that one can say, oh yes, uh, just like so-and-so, or just like so-and-so. Uh, we, as ordinary people, wouldn't recognize an Evid if we saw one, number one. And number two, that it's the concept, it's the idea. It's uh, taking from the concept of Evid Pajit, the concept of Yigiyah, the concept of oil, ideas, and bringing it into our lives as best we can. Uh, and, and taking from it what we can, each on his own level, uh, each in his own way. Uh, but the fact is that at the end of the day, the Hiddish is not through accomplishment. The accomplishment is, I wouldn't say it's secondary, but that's not the eager. The eager is the exertion that goes into that accomplishment. The eager is the Yigiya. So all of this ties together the Chede Tzadas, the concept of Birurim, um, and the Evid Pajit, who really is a product of the Chede Tzadas, because that's his, his whole Avaita in this world. We'll see a little bit later on that the Eved Naman also has an Avaita of, uh, of Yigiyah to a certain extent, an Avaita Birum for sure, uh, but very, very different. We've talked about this before. One other point, it, uh, this seems repetitive, I realize that. Uh, and it is to a certain extent, but there is method to it. The repetition uh, always, it's, it's not simply a circle going around in a circle, it's going around in a spiral. With each repetition, we're adding new concepts, new ideas, new irrigation, new feelings, new grasp of the subject. And if you think about it, in terms of uh, a month, instead of the 45 minutes that we learn, that single uh, specific unit time, and whatever we're learning, you begin to see the pattern, you begin to see the, uh, the tremendous scope of the of the subject, the subject of the Evid Pajit, the subject of an oil, the, the subject of Yeshma Ayan, which is in the realm of human capacity, which is really the Evid Pajit, the idea of Chiddush, which the human, which a, which a Jew produces, which a Jew uh, is responsible for, when uh, he or she engages in this Avaida of Yigiyah, the Avaida of an oil, that's the idea of Chiddush. It's something that was not programmed into the system, um, it came about after the Chayde Tzadas, and it came through an Avaida, which is designed to handle the Chayde Tzadas, which is the Avaida, of course, of, uh, of Biru, the Avaida of Yigiyah. 
So uh, we have been talking uh, using primarily a marshal uh, in natural terms, uh, the, the seed, the field, the farm, or what have you. Much of this is very difficult to understand, uh, at least it is for me, because I don't relate to this marshal. I have a hard time seeing uh, what difference it makes whether a person has uh, yeish or, or uh, atzvus is totally broken, how that's, what's that, what does that mean for his field? What does that mean for the bread that's going to come from it? Are we talking about a spiritual level? Are we talking about a physical? Exactly what, what does it mean? The concept is clear. concept is there and it's described. But it's very difficult to relate to it in our own practical terms, our own practical life. In any case, today we move on to the nimshal, which is the avaida of Yigiyah in, in Ruchnius. So, um, In this way, from everything we've learned up till now, we can understand the service, the avaida, the work in the avaida of, uh, in, in, as it is in Ruchnius, and in Elikis. Kamai, Bamaisa Hamitzvis, Vahatsadaka, Vahavaida, Shabamaya, Valev, Vitfila, all of these things which we as Jews are commanded to do, are engaged in, Tarin Mitzvis, Shutzarach, Lias, Yigia, Rabba, Vahamul Hanefesh, Biyaser, which require, in order to engage maximally and to fulfill maximally, uh, a tremendous exertion, tremendous effort uh, of the nefesh uh, to, to the nth degree. Uh, if you want to appreciate this in, in practical terms, um, it's, uh, I would recommend uh, learning through Kuntus Avoida and Kuntus Atfila. You get some idea of what particularly the, uh, what the Rebbe Rashab demanded of his, uh, his Balabatim and certainly, of course, of the Bochum of Tom Chetmi and Lubavitch. Something, again, we would have a hard time relating to today because it is a fabulous, fabulous avoidant. Just like a person, we use the muscle of Moloch, of work, of, of career, of field, uh, farming, what have you, in the same way that uh, in maximum exertion uh, is required in order to bring a maximum result. The same thing is true, certainly, in the realm of Ruchnius and Elikis. This can happen only through oil malchushmaim. Uh, that exertion and yigia uh, is not pleasant. Um, and therefore, the person who's doing it does not benefit, does not satisfy, is not happy from it, does not re- seem to receive anything from it. There's no tainu in it. It's tough. No one likes tough. And the Evid Pasha also does not like tough. Um, the whole reason that he exerts himself to the point where it is painful and seemingly, seemingly self-destructive is because that is what is demanded of him. That's what an oil is and that's what his avoida is. Shemakabla, Allah, Lasa, Yisratzen, Karnet, everything, there's only one issue. There's only one concept here and that concept is to receive upon himself, to take upon himself the yoke of his owner, of his creator. Af Shakovid, a love, even though it's extremely difficult for him, this particular avoida. So again, we've seen this concept again and again, but now we have, a, I think, a much deeper appreciation of it because of the richness of the descriptions that we've seen in previous, in previous uh, sessions. There is no nachas ruach whatsoever for himself. There's nothing in it for him. Nothing. It's all for the boss. Rak machmas oil His avoda is motivated by one and only one thing, and that is the acceptance of the yoke. Oil vapachad elukim So the question is, what motivates taking on such a, an onerous, uh, seemingly brutal task? Um, it's the fear of the master. It's the fear and the awe of the master. Of course, a question comes up, uh, which we haven't really answered, uh, we haven't really dealt with yet, uh, and that is, where does that come from? How does, how, where is that? How does, how does he have that? How come not everybody has that? Or how come nobody, not everybody uh, experiences it? We'll have to put that aside for the time being. That's not 
we're not, that's not that issue at the moment, although it's a very good question. His whole thing is just do it, that's all. All day, uh, 724, 247, or however they say it. This is a, a process of abnegation, self-abnegation, literally self-destruction, total breaking of the yeshus and the humrius. Now, actually, it's not total breaking of the, of the complete person, because then you're left with a pile of dust. You're left with nothing. But it breaks everything that obscures the core. The core, the etzem, the kernel, the, the, the nekuda, the chalik elokam mamal mamish, whatever there is that garbs that core, that, that envelops it, that encloses it, is broken and crushed. It's this, the natural personality, the natural is the natural rutzen, the natural this, that, and the other thing. Till all that is left of him is this essence. And this essence is, uh, drives him to do things that we're able to think or feel or these things were in any way or gilim or in any way important that would never happen, it couldn't happen. So this is a person who has stripped himself to the core. He has negated his uh, nature and his will totally and completely. Um, so this Mikol Mokham, whether it's there or not, is questionable. So I'm going to leave it out. <coughs> Excuse me, allergy season, which never goes away here until winter. Then it's cold season. Um, so um, we know this principle. We've gone through it the, uh, in the previous several uh, paragraphs. The description has been very, very rich. Um, that this this uh, destruction, this breaking, this bittle of Teva and Rutzen. This dafka, this specifically, this and only this, um, results in the uh, settling in, the, the um, emergence, the um, settling in is a good word, yishkain, or habracha haruchnius betoisus or rav b'shem havaya velukim. This brings in an or, this kind of avaida, this, this self-abnegation. Again, we're not talking about the result here. We're talking about the actual uh, avaida of breaking the will and breaking the person's teva. Uh, it, brings, it brings into settlement a, uh, an, an immense or an immense light. Where is this or drawn into? It's drawn into shame havaya and shame elokim, which means the or itself is above shame havaya, above shame elokim. It's above seder shtalshus. It's new. It's a chiddush. This is an or which is the seder shtalshus and his neshama are not uh, privy to until this particular type of avoida. This type of avoida then opens the door for an or which has never been uh, 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 existed in the world or, or, or has never been present in Seder Stauschlis, uh, and that is Mamish and or which is Bainerich to anything that comes about through half measures, shall we say. The Hain called Yehudim Eloim that all of the higher unities, shenasim ba'aris v'keilim, that are made through artists and came through siris, datzilas ayedei habirurim, demaisa hamitzas ba'oil ma'achushimayim. So this is not generally we think, you know, hamshach of or of elukus oilam hatzilas is an oilam ein soif. Oilam hatzilas is elukus. An oilam hatzilas ihu v'chayichad ihu v'gemoyichad. Oh, so we're drawing on Atzilus. No, we're not drawing on Atzilus. Atzilus is drawing on us, or drawing on this individual, because he is bringing into Shem Havai, Yudke Vavke, it's the name which goes on Atzilus. Elohim, uh, certainly, which is Oilamais, which are Biyah. He is bringing into the very source of being, and the very source of the system of existence, he is bringing in a new life uh, through this Oil Malch Shemayim. Shazel, Lavar, how, how so? He is mavar, the Eitzadas uh, Toivara. Now the Eitzadas Toivara is brought into play in a big way from the Chet Eitzadas, as we well know. The, the autumn 8 of the Chet Eitzadas, this requires a Tikkun. Well, that Tikkun now provides the basis 
for the Avaida of absolute abnegation, the Avaida of Birur, and the Avaida of Birur provides the framework for being mamshech into the universe, mamshech into creation, a new light, a new light which has never been, which is not shayach to the order of being. It's beyond it, but beyond it. Ubeprat, ba'avaydi shebeleb tefillah, specifically the avaydi of the heart, which is, uh, which is tefillah. B'derech um, agav, we have an interesting expression over here, which I hear frequently, um, that... Uh, Someone uh, is davening by avoida. I'm not davening by avoida today. Sometimes I daven by avoida. Sometimes I don't daven by avoida. So and so usually davens by avoida. Most of us don't daven by avoida. I don't understand what that means. What does it mean? Tefillah is avoida shabalev. If it's not avoida, one sort of it's not it's not tefillah. Uh, the mindless reading the, uh, uh, of, of a text of a of a sitter, while the heart and, and soul are in the office. That is not tefillah. That maybe one scores uh, technically, perhaps it counts if one has the kavanah at least for the first brach of Shemayin Esra, the kavanah for, for the first uh, posik of Shema Yisrael. Um, but real tefillah, it is avoided. It's not a matter of, of tefillah but avoided. It is avoided. Or it should be avoided. It's something we should think about. Something, I don't mean to sermonize, but it's something that, you know, we, we have for brains all the time. This would be a nice topic to fabrang on. To, to uh, cleanse the evil, to destroy, Ba'ar means to destroy uh, or to get rid of the evil uh, within uh, through tshuva uh, and a laid a heart which is broken, which is the preparation for tefillah. Tefillah has to be with simcha. But uh, there's a, an emotional dynamic here which engages a person in a very, very deep, real way. Um, and ideally, then, this results in an avoda of Kabbalah's oil in, in tefillah and tshuva. Through also, and through the yigia, the the exertion of uh, the mind and the heart uh, in in kriyshma, saying kriyshma, b'shma Yisrael, in the, in the word shma Yisrael. Um, so, really, what the Rebbe is doing is, is applying all these principles which we learned last week, to actual daily avoidant. Why are there two bases in Levavcha? We all know this, because that one has to love God with both the Yetzirah, with the Yetzirah Toif and the Yetzirah Hora, the Yetzirah, the Nefesh Abamas, the Hora. Well, how does that work? That works only through Yigiyah, the Nefesh Elikis, um, in order to come to a state of love of Hashem, well, that's perhaps not so difficult. But how do you bring the klippa? What do you do with this, this behemoth that you have inside of yourself, which is part and parcel of you and is also required to express uh, a commitment of deep love to Hashem as bar? It requires a tremendous amount of mental and emotional exertion uh, to break through the external... Uh, nature of that force within, which is the animal force, and to find within it a kernel of, of holiness which now can be uh, joined with the Nefesh Elikis in, in the love of Hashem. So oh, that's, that's tefillah, that's tshuva, that's tari mitzvahs. All of those uh, are... Uh, the objects, or should be the objects, of the Yigiya, the Kabbalah necessary for a, uh, a, a proper uh, beer. V'gam kol hayoyim, similarly all day, betirdasai, beparnasai, that all, also, most of our day, we're, we're working people, so we go to work. That's eight hours a day, or for some people more, some people less, but the average is around eight hours a day. You know, but those eight hours a day, you, you're not davening, you're not doing tshuva, you're not, you're not being misbeinen in elukus, because if you were, you wouldn't make, you, that's not a proper keli for parnasi. You have to think about what you're doing. You don't throw yourself into it, of course, because we trust everything comes from Hashem, but you've got to make a keli, you've got to make a reasonable keli in teva, that's a requirement. So there's time in which we are engaged with our accountants, with our lawyers, with whoever, uh, with our students, um, and, uh, you know, this is uh, this also applicable at this time is the same concept of Kabbalah's oil in Yigiyah. How so? This is the idea 
of commerce, of business, of uh, earning a living, but amuna, with, with faith. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means many, many things. It's got a lot of depth to it. First of all, but Muna means that he is faithful to his creator, that uh, he obeys meticulously. There's a huge amount of Shulchan Aruch associated with commerce, associated with business and human interactions on that level, uh, that he is meticulous. He goes out of his way to be exacting in every halach, in every detail. He's learned whatever is necessary, whatever applies, whatever is applicable in Torah to the business world, and he applies it fully and completely. Number one, uh, that's, that is uh, uh, a commerce or a business run with a muna, by a muna with faithfulness, with truth, absolute truth, absolute faithfulness, because that's what the boss demands, that's what Tara demands. More than that, he is engaged in it in such a way that he understands and knows perfectly well. He fights with himself. The man never gets nervous, he never gets depressed, he never gets worried, because it's not him. All he has to do is make a keli in a kosher way, which is difficult enough. But that the blessing does not come from him, it comes from the Rabbinish Lailam. He trusts perfectly and completely that his success and what comes his way, the bread on his table, is, is from the, uh, the Almighty. Um, he does not rely, he does not believe in his own power. And his own strength and abilities. He does not rely on these things at all. He uses them because that's what he's given and that's what he has to do. But these are, he sees them as tools necessary to fulfill running his business with a muna, which is really what, the, what Hashem wants of him. He knows that what comes his way, that the success of the business, it does not come through his own strength. It does not come through machinations and deals and wheeling and dealing, whatever they call it in the world of commerce, uh, in a natural way. Uh, our parnasa comes from God Almighty. Our job is to make a keli. And to, what's a proper keli? A proper keli is a keli. It's a business-run muna. It's, it's a faithful keli. It's a keli in accordance with Torah, such that every uh, transaction that that individual does is the actualization of a halacha somewhere because of its honesty, because of its truth, because of meeting the demands of Tarda. That is mamish, a spiritual avoidant. Um, we tend to think of our secular, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we divide life into two areas. We have our, our religious obligations, our religious concerns, our time in which we're engaged in Tarda and mitzvahs and pr uh, prayer, what have you. And then we have, uh, now this is Hoyle. We're in the area of uh, daily affairs, like two different worlds. So there's only one world. It's all a world of spirituality. It's all a world of demand. And the person who is the Baal oil, the pro who takes on himself the oil, uh, there, is no, there are no distinctions anywhere. It's all the will of Hashem. And that will of Hashem is found as much in the, in the office or in the store as it is in Shul, in different ways, of course. Ki la Hashem Maloya, that uh, he's constantly aware of and lives with the idea that the earth and everything within it is Hashem's. He knows that. He knows it mamish to the very core of his being. Uma gam hafrosha mikol yigiyai l'tzedaka l'niyam. Also, the fact that he designates um, from all of his efforts, from all of this exertion that he puts in to earn a livelihood, and I'm not making light of what it takes to earn a livelihood. I, you know, I appreciate this. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I have to. I had to do it too. I'm retired now, but the, 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 I know what it means. Um, of all of that exertion that he puts in and the effort that he has to put in to fulfill his obligation to his creator to earn his bread, he designates for tzedakah for the poor. Now, this, uh, of course, we're all familiar with this concept uh, in Tanya that tzedakah is a unique mitzvah in the sense. It's one of the 613 mitzvahs, but it's unique in the sense that every mitzvah draws on a particular koyach nefesh and a particular corresponding organ or tissue of the body in order to fulfill that mitzvah. Um, tzedakah is a mitzvah in which the entire man is thrown into it. It's not a matter of learning, which is an inyan of mayach. It's not a matter of tefillah, which is an inyan of lev. The whole person 
This person is giving the Kabbalah's oil. The whole person, he's giving, it's like giving himself. He's giving all of himself. It, it, it encompasses his entire being. Why? Very simple. Because his entire being goes into making that keli of Parnassa. His mind, his heart, his exertion, his, his efforts, his, his, his whole, uh, he comes home exhausted at night. Okay? Why? Because he's had to work. And that work is exhausting, it's difficult, it's hard. And therefore, to make that buck, he has had to pour himself into it. Not, not the panemius. Uh, the Rebbe pointed out here, he knows where his profit comes from, he knows where everything comes from, but he's got to run it kosher, and he's got to run it right, and he has to make a proper keli. And that is, we all know, is not an easy task. So his whole being goes into trying to keep that business afloat, and trying to make it successful, b'derech ha'teva. And therefore, when he gives of tzedakah, all of that exertion involving mind, heart, soul, body, whatever, uh, that zeyasapecho, that's the sweat of his brow, all of that is uh, encompassed and brought into this mitzvah of tzedakah. Liyais ruach shvolim, to, I'm sorry, lachiyais ruach shvolim, to animate the spirit of the downtrodden. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. Biyaisa mikfi tevai, more than his nature. Because if it is his nature, all those things are still applicable, he still is giving of his efforts. But if it's, he gives more than he would, would give in accordance with the, the very structure of his personality, so then he's gone beyond. He's, not, he's no longer a part of Seder Stalschlis. That is the idea of absolute self-abnegation because so much has gone into it. It goes beyond his nature and therefore that is the union of Yigiyah, that is the union of transcending the self uh, in, in, to the highest level. Uh, not only his nature, he transcends his nature, perhaps by nature he's a stingy, a stingy, a penny pincher, whatever. Everyone's got a different personality. And he, he breaks it, he crushes it, he will not um, respond to it. He responds to the will of the king, and the king is that you give everything you can beyond what is normative, beyond even what you think you're capable of. That is Yigiya, that is Kabbalah's oil. And that is this amazing Avaita Birum on the highest level, being Mavar himself. And of course, the, the business as well. The entire business went into that money which is given to the Ani, and therefore it all receives a fabulous elevation through his exertion and efforts. Um, likewise, he could be that a person has accustomed himself that, that he gives more than his nature. But after a while, it becomes uh, habitual. He's accustomed himself to it. One has to go beyond that as well. Because you never stop. It never stops because no matter what you do, there's always a higher rung to reach. Why is all this is Mitzad Oil Shaman? He is not glowing with light. He is not receiving spiritual uh, intuitions or, or, or senses or hergation or seich or anything of the sort. He's going to have the same job the next day and it's going to be the same without the, the previous, all these this wonderful misses that he's done in Bikabos Oil. Um, he, has, he has nothing from it, seemingly, in terms of Giluim at the moment. Shenzdava uh, Libai, his generosity, he gives himself over. Why? For the same, there's only one reason. There's only one reason for all. There's only one reason for the, the Avaita of Tefillah, for the Limit of Tarda, the Mesiris Nefesh, for the giving of Tzedakah, the Kabbalah Sahib. There's only one reason. Why? That is the, the Ratzon of his creator, the Ratzon of his maker. Uh, that's, period. That's his avoid, that is the Avaita Birum of Kabbalah's oil uh, to the, in a perfect way, in an absolute way. Paul's there, Nikra Birum, this is what is called the the birurim, the uh, refinement, the, the uh, sifting out and uh, elevating the good, elevating the 248 sparks, which is a whole story in and of itself. But this is the avoided birurim, which we're familiar. Lavar ben toivera to to distinguish and to isolate, to identify, isolate, and elevate the good and the, the bad to let fall by the wayside. This is turning darkness into light, and from, from that which is not good to that which is good, 
v'tfila, through tfila, v'tshuva, v'tzedakah, all of these things we've talked about, this is what he is accomplishing with this particular vayda. Hakoil, but almost all of this, all of these things, they all share the common feature of the fact that they are done with with uh, with yigia. Hakoil, but almost the yigia, but oil malchushmayim, all of them done with the exertion and the effort of oil malchushmayim levad only. There are no other considerations. There's no agenda at all. It's simply the uh, avoda of kabbalas oil mitzad the year of the melech, the year of the Odin. Shenikra Oivid Elokim. This is what is called an Oivid Elokim. His avoid is a struggle. Uh, he's serving in the context of his body and in the context of natural circumstances. Uh, whatever comes his way, his daily life, his health, his business, his partner, whatever is in this world, this is his uh, this is his stage. This is the stage on which he acts out his role in this world. And it is defined by physicality, it's defined by limitation, it's defined by difficulty, which is inherent in physical limitation. And therefore, he is an evid elukim, he is serving elukim with elukim. Shal zen nemar kapecha, this of which it is said, yigiyah kapecha ki toicho ashrecha v'toiblach. When you eat of the fruit of your, of the effort of your hands, of the exertion of your hand, um, you will be happy and it will be well with you. You'll be happy in this world, it'll be well with you in the world to come. We know this from, uh, from Pirkei Avais. Ashrecha bo'elam hazeh, you will be happy in this world, v'toyev loch bo'elam haba, and uh, it will be good for you in o'elam haba. Uh, again, extolling, not, necess- not, the, not the outcome. So we make this mistake all the time. It's not so much the outcome, it's what went into it. It's the effort, it's the exertion that brings the, the bracha which is outside the system. This avoida, this type of avoida, uh, is mechadesh. It's, it's a newness, it brings a newness uh, in the avoida uh, in, in birun. Ba'amal v'yigiya, through exertion, through effort. V'chin is bittel yeshu se'lagamer. By making himself ayin, by total abnegation of the self, completely and totally. Shuhu bittel ha'yesh la'ayin. This is the bittel of the yesh to ayin. Shazeu hischachis. This, it's, it's a chiddish. Uh, it's not, the world wasn't designed with this. It was designed with this in mind. And ultimately, Saif called Saif, the Chede Tzadas had to happen. This is the whole of the story. But nonetheless, it's not part and parcel. I mean, you know, everything God designed put in this world was just absolutely perfect. Uh, a little chink was made in the armor so that the Odomerishan could make a, a, what would seem to be a horrible mistake, introduce into the world the concept of, of uh, Klippus Neuge, introduce into the world this idea of good and evil completely and chaotically mixed together, uh, which now necessitates the avoid of Biruim, which we've been describing all along, and it's this which is the key to bringing Atzmus into the order of being. Uh, similarly, with the Biruim, not with, him, with himself for sure, for, obviously, and with all of the things that accrue to him. Uh, through business affairs, eating, drinking, whatever it is, it's all the same uh, motivation. It's all part parcel of the same picture. All of this is in the way of his hachis. It's not natural. First of all, it's not natural for him. Uh, and the light that it brings in is not natural in the sense that it is far beyond uh, the natural order. It's, it's a light which is, it's an or which is uh, uh, not necessary for the existence of normative being of Seder Shdalshul. It's beyond. And this is the Iker Indian of Dirk Tachtoinim, bringing the creator in contact in reality with, uh, with the world. The, 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 the meeting of the uh, Bari Oilam and the Nebraim. Shalidezeh this brings down a chiddush, a brand new idea of yesh ma'ayin l'mayla. Yesh ma'ayin, when we talk about a chiddush, yesh ma'ayin is, 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 is it's not him so much, really. Ma'ayin or chadosh l'gamra, a light which is absolutely brand new, which was not programmed into the system from day one. 
She'ein zemin hamuchen. This has not been prepared. There's no, there, when God created the world and, and Parshas Barashas, we, we get the, the system uh, and, and the description, if we can call it that, of God creating the, the universe, creating all of existence. This is not part of that. This is something that is a product of the effort of the Jew. And it's brand new. As far, not only as far as the Jew is concerned, in a sense, as far as the Rabbanish Lohim is concerned, because the Rabbanish Lohim didn't, didn't put it on the table. It wasn't there. Um, it's an invention of the Jew who is approaching this Afoyed Birum with absolute Kabbalah's oil and therefore uh, eliciting this light which is without the Kabbalah's oil, without this Chiddush uh, of Avoida, would not be shy to the normative nature of being. It's not prepared. It is in a way of complete novelty. Things like this. As explained elsewhere, it's written elsewhere. There's a distinction between the idea of a bracha and the idea of, uh, of tefillah. The bracha mamshech ma shekvar yesh what is a bracha? A bracha, a person is missing something. A person has a need which he is not able for one reason or another to fulfill. Um, he goes to a tzaddik and he asks for a bracha and um, sure enough, uh, he, his need is fulfilled. He's blessed and he, a blessing comes his way and whatever he needed, he now has. So how does that work? Uh, it, it works uh, you know, before we get to this it works because in fact he had the, the bracha is a, uh, is a is or it's a hashpa it's shefa which is his which is designated for him it's, 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 it's already assigned to him the problem is for one reason or another he can't bring it down. It can't, it's not coming down. It's not going anywhere. But it's there. It's in the system. It's at some, some level in Seder Ishtalshus, there is this blessing which uh, is inaccessible to him for one reason or another. The reasons I have no idea, but that's what it is. He's going to ask a tzaddik who's on a level above the source of that bracha, and the tzaddik will be able to uh, be able to uh, uh, alleviate whatever is holding it back and bring the bracha down on him. That is not a chiddush. As far as the individual is concerned, oh, so the pelagodl, you know, I, I didn't have this and I asked the rabbi, whoa. Well, yes, it's whoa, and we all feel that whoa. There's no question when these, probably most of us have experienced this, and it is a stunning, a stunning thing to experience. But in fact, from the point of view of a tzaddik, it's not stunning at all. Tzaddik didn't make anything. He didn't do anything in the sense of creating anything. Um, he simply facilitated the movement of something that was already in the system of holiness so that it should devolve upon the target. That's, that's what he's done. That is the nature of a bracha. That the Yaakov um, Avinu, uh, just before he left this world, he blessed the Shvatim each Shevet according to its bracha. In other words, there are things which are designated already for the Shvatim. There, there are, in each Shevet, Shevet got a, a different bracha in accordance with uh, what was designated, what was needed by that particular Shevet. Now mind you, there was a general bracha for all of them together, which was a, of a higher level. But nonetheless, the idea of a bracha being a prepared hamshacha, prepared Shefa, uh, which is already designated for an individual, this is the idea of bracha. And therefore the good that comes through bracha, not to any way, God forbid, any great bracha, but it's not a chiddish. It's something that uh, was inaccessible and that has now become accessible through one way or another. So you have this bracha, there's this shefa, and somewhere in Seder Shtal just waiting for someone, but there's an eco, there's an obstacle of one sort or another, which is preventing not the bracha itself, but preventing the movement of the bracha, the the, the, uh, um, the evolution of the bracha into physical reality. He a bracha in this way, one gets a bracha. What it means when one gets a bracha, the Almighty should give you, should have, whatever. This is what we give each other brachas all the time. And uh, 
another thing, do not, these, there's no joke, I mean, do not disdain the bracha of a seemingly ordinary Jew. It's, uh, uh, our souls are rooted in the highest possible level, and the words that come out of our mouth are very meaningful, and uh, everything helps, everything is good. As it is above, already prepared within the system, the bracha will cause it to be mam shechlamata, will bring it down. So it's not, not something has not, not that something has been created, it's not yesh ma'ayin, it's simply gilu yihelam. Something is held in reserve in its source, and uh, the bracha brings, the, brings it into the reality of who it's intended for. V'zehu. This is what's called a hamshacha of or yosher. Or yosher simply means straight light. And this is an or, which has a source and a root, and as is, 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 it exists, and it extends downward, naturally and normally, to become manifest at a lower level. That is or yosher, straight light. Uh, um, it is the nature of things are to flow down. The nature of water is to flow down. Uh, the water has a source at the top of a, a waterfall and uh, it naturally flows into the river or the stream below. This is not a chiddush. No one's, no one's shocked by such a thing. Uh, so that's a bracha. Tfilah is another story. That tfilah Brings something new. The bracha does not, but tefillah prayer does. Kamei yiratzayin, as we say, yiratzayin. Before tefillah, before davening, it's a common expression. You say, may it be your will. What does that mean? Shiyum chadash. May may there be a new will. Under the present circumstances, Chaim uh, does not have a parnasa. And uh, he's gone to tzaddikim, and he's tried everything. And his, he just has no, he has no success. He has no, no hatzlacha. Um, he prays to, he's got a family. He's got children. He has a wife. And he pours his heart out into to, in tefillah to his creator. What is he doing? What he's doing, essentially, the, the asking the Almighty. The Almighty created the world from Ratzin. Everything in the world exists by virtue of the will of Hashem is Barah. The world in which God has created, Yaakov's place, Chaim Yaakov's place, is that he is poor. That's the way the world's created. That's, that's his, his lot in life. What is he asking the Creator when you, when you pray? There is nothing in this system. There's no bracha waiting for him. This is the way it's been created for reasons known only to the Creator. What he's asking is, Rabbi do me a favor, please. Create a different universe. Create a universe in which uh, I, I'm not poor. A universe in which I can make a living. It's in Yeshma'ayan. He's asking for something new, something that was originally planned, something not prepared within the system. It's not prepared for him. And that's what prayer is. That's what tefillah is. And in fact, it, there, there'll be a response. If the tefillah is sincere and with effort, with, with tremendous exertion and sincerity, um, we see our prayers are answered. Prayers are, are answered, and sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't, but they're, they're always answered. Um, and it's an entirely different process than the process of bringing down a, a bracha. There's the, the uh, famous uh, story in the Gemara, I think it's in Tainus, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, Elazar ben Padas. Elazar was a um, uh, very poor, extremely poor, I mean, poverty-stricken individual. Uh, and one day he got, got sick, Rahman Laslan, and he required bleeding. In those days, the, a major medical procedure was to, uh, to bleed a person, you know, cupping or leeches or whatever. And the idea, of course, it made sense, is that after you go through one of these bleeding process, procedures, you have to eat something. So Allah ben Padas went through the bleeding procedure, but he looked around the house, there was nothing to eat. Those cupboards were bare, totally bare. So he found a peel of garlic, and he ate that. Well, you can imagine. After, first of all, he's sick. Second of all, he's just been bled. Now he's going to eat this piece of garlic. Well, he passed out. And in his comatose state, um, the Shekhinah came to him. And Revolzer said a few things. One of the things he said, Rabbi Nishloim, how long 
Am I going to uh, be in this situation, have to be in this condition of poverty? How long am I going to be crushed uh, in, in, in this crushing situation of poverty? So he was answered, said, my, my, Allah is my son. Do you want me to destroy the world and recreate it and have you born in a mazel at a time which is uh, favorable to your, to Parnassah favor, in a favorable, uh, favorable, shah, favorable hour? Should I negate the whole world for you? And talk the, the implication is that he would if Rebellos had asked him to. Rebellos said, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> but I, I withdraw the request. But, but, but the, the implication, you know, it's very easy to, uh, to uh, look at these things in a, a way which is not serious. But this is very, very serious. That question is no joke. That question is not a, um, a this is not a little story. The implication is absolute and it's real that when a person prays, he's asking in a large measure for a new creation. And therefore, prayer, effective prayer, is Yigiyah is the key to it, as it is to all other things which are outside of Seder Shtalshus, which are not prepared, which are not ready-made, which in which something new is to be brought in. And that's what prayer is all about. Shol api there's nothing there, we're already in the Seder Shtalshus waiting to be brought down. Lerefus, um, healing the sick, um, to bless the years of what have you. This is all in, in our prayer, all until it. None of these things are in the source and the makar. They're all, uh, they, they, we are asking Hashem to create for us, and therefore, which is a chiddish, and therefore the, for our avoided to be effective, in some way it has to be a chiddish. Now, the, you know, the, uh, the chiddish of Kabbalah's oil varies from individual to individual. Uh, we, we're not all the same, we're not, we don't all have the same capacities. But we all are capable of going beyond whatever our capacities are. And that's the ideal of tefillah. The nimshech b'chinis hischachos mitzad gili or chadosh. The result is a chiddush, a drawing down of something new, um, which is a revelation of new or melamayl mishtalshos, which is above, above seder shtalshos. V'zeu aydidei tefillah melamata lamayla. So the bracha was melamayla lamata, the tilla is milamata lamaila in the same way of the avoid of Birurin. Shahu Bibachinas Yigiya Dafka, which comes Mamish through through Yigiya, Khmashikasamakamachar. Now again, when a person asks a tzaddik uh, for, uh, for for whatever he needs, um, the tzaddik will approach and understand and know what to do. Uh, if there's a bracha, that's the easy way. The, the, the tzaddik will simply bring the bracha down on that individual. If there is no bracha in the system for him, the tzaddik will go masir snefshin tefillah to pray to, 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 to help this individual. The binyan habracha, who binyan habracha, ein bezeyigiyaklal. In the union of bracha, there's no work, there's no effort at all. It's there, it's made, it's already, it's a package waiting to be delivered. The he bederech tzivui. It's, a, it's brought down, it's commanded by uh, whatever, whoever, and it comes down. But that the Amavarech, the person who's giving the blessing, who's, who's blessing the person in need, um, uh, he's higher, his source, he, he's, he reaches a level above the source of that brachan seder shtalshus, and therefore, since he's above it, he's able simply to uh, uh, make sure that it's, it's brought down and it's revealed in this world. Um, for a tzaddik of that dimension, of that order, it's a simple task. For example, birchas kayanim, shayim yivarecha Hashem, kamay b'derech tzivui, in a way of tzivui. This is, uh, it's a given. Uh, and, uh, the kayanim, all saying the same bracha, and they all have the, the root of the kayan is of such a nature that uh, this blessing will come through their words. There are those who have a capacity to bless. Kedis and Rabba is explained in Medrash Rabba. There are individuals, tzaddikim, who, who are known to have a capacity to bring blessing on people, to, to uh, actualize blessing on people. Uh, um, um, 
Oh, this is the bracha. This is the bracha that, that's uh, that's given to Avram. Bracha is mesades The brachas have been put into your hand. What does it mean the bracha has been put in your hand? It is given to you. You are in a capacity, you are in a position to give brachas to others. This is the level of an individual who is able to shower bracha down on others because that's the source on the level of his, uh, of his neshama. Obviously the person who gives the bracha has to be higher than the thing, which is the bracha itself. And the, the whole... Um, process here is one of hamshacha, not one of hisavos, not one of creation, but one of hamshacha of something that's already been created. Of linyan hatzfilo, hu shemispal oimed lamata, mavakesh umeschanen, in the case of till it's the other way around, that in the case of the bracha, the, the mavarech stands above and, and um, commands the bracha to come down on an individual. In the case of tefillah, the person stands below, the person in prayer stands below um, and begs and, 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 and yearns for mercy and for help. And this, of course, is a matter of great, great yigiyah. He mamish puts his soul into it, literally in the, into this tefillah, into this prayer, and strengthens himself in the tefillah. Stren- it's, it's, it's not reading words. It's not a recitation. It's an expression of a soul. Through the refinement of his nefesh, in other words, the tefillah, you can't just come along casually and say, oh my goodness, uh, I'm in such hot water. Please give me, please help me. You've got to be worthy. and One has to work on oneself. One has to show the seriousness, the kabbalist oil, the commitment to God, to, to uh, whatever is... Is, is not proper with that person, with that individual. It has to be mavatal, the concept of refining the personality, of the yoke, of the yigiyah, refi- refers to the person who was praying. Um, who can ascend to the mountain of Hashem? Naki kapayim, someone of clean hands. Kamash is explained elsewhere. Everyone is capable of this. That's what the Rebbe says. It does not, you don't have to be of any position. To give a bracha, to be an effective uh, mavari, you've got to be a bal madrege. You've got to be at least a level above the, uh, uh, that of the bracha which you are bringing down. Tefillah, everybody, we're all in the same boat, whatever we are, smart, dumb, rich, poor, whatever. We all are saddled with our limitations, our restrictions, our humrius, our gashmius. We all, to some measure, are able to break this, to refine ourselves, to bring ourselves to a state of purity in which we can ask Hashem Isbarach to create a new thing for us, a new situation. Um, this in itself is the idea of Tfilah, which is Yigiyah, Hariyum Megaya, Umamshech Melamayla, Harba. The tefillah brings down on a level far greater, on a, a much greater level of, of, of shefa, then would come through a bracha, because it's a chiddish, and uh, it comes from a source which is limitless, whereas the bracha itself is already limited in some way. To bring a new light into Seder Shtalshas. We will continue next week.